Christmas is based on the story of the birth of Jesus, which historians say was anywhere from 2 to 4 B.C. But then where did Santa Claus, Christmas trees and Christmas cards, and the extra festive eggnog come from? I'm Patty Steele. The evolution of our very festive Christmas next on The Backstory. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Well, if we're being honest, we all have stuff in our lives that drive us crazy. Maybe it's a job, a difficult relationship, or love interest. Or honestly, it can just be the state of this crazy world we live in. For me, it's all three of those things at times. A lot of times it's not a big deal, but in the moment, it sure feels like it is, right? So how do you come to terms with those stressors and not let the negativity weigh you down? For me, therapy has always been a haven where I can open up, talk about what's eating at me, and trust that this person will be honest, understanding, and discreet. Therapy isn't just for folks who've had major trauma. It's for you and me, so we can be at peace and become the best version of ourselves. When I connected with a terrific therapist at BetterHelp, she asked some on-point questions, and I actually heard myself working through some of the issues I'd kept bottled up. What a relief. If you've considered therapy, I can't recommend BetterHelp enough. It's completely online, so it's convenient, flexible, fits your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a short questionnaire. You'll be matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra charge. Take it from me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Backstory today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot Backstory. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Backstory is back. When you plunge deep into the Christmas season, you probably have a bunch of traditions you trot out just because it's what you've done every year and your family before you, right? But where did all those traditions come from? Christmas is based on the 2,000-year-old story of Jesus' birth. But Santa Claus, Christmas trees, Christmas cards, and stockings, not to mention Black Friday, what's all that about? And why does it happen on December 25th when historians agree Jesus was most likely born sometime between April and September in 4 BC? Well, the celebration of Christmas on December 25th actually began in the 4th century, on the tail end of Roman and other European pagan festivals marking the end of the harvest as well as the winter solstice. 
The Roman Emperor Constantine thought it would weaken those pagan holidays, and he nailed it. It eventually did. It wasn't until 1038, though, that the holiday was given the name Christ's Mass, or Christmas. In Europe, right up through medieval times and into the Renaissance, it was a 12-day celebration filled with too much drinking, food, gift-giving, and partying. There were wild dances and plays, which is where Shakespeare's play Twelfth Night actually originated. And there were crazy Christmas games, including one called Hot Cockles, where blindfolded victims had to guess who slapped them from behind. If the guess was right, the slapper became the next victim. It was so not a holiday for kids. Queen Elizabeth I loved really wild dancing so much. At Christmas, she held dance parties in her private dancing chamber at one of her castles. That would be quite an invite. All this was Christmas in Europe for hundreds of years, right up through the 1700s. But it's a whole different scene once we get to colonial America. In the early days, there were no holidays here, no Christmas or Easter or anything else. It was a stuffy, conservative place. In fact, in New England, where the Puritans called the shots, celebrating Christmas was illegal for decades. In Massachusetts, they had a law called the penalty for keeping Christmas. You would be fined if you celebrated because they said festivals dishonored God and were offensive. They felt they were only for commoners. Excuse me. Now, as that attitude began to ease, Christmas still wasn't a family or kid-centric celebration. It was actually a big time for weddings. Both George Washington and Thomas Jefferson got married during the Christmas season. The 1800s, though, changes everything. Christmas is no longer illegal, but it still wasn't about family or kids or giving presents. There were no Christmas trees, no cards, no Santa Claus, and no kissing under the mistletoe. But there were some really raucous sort of street festivals, almost similar to Mardi Gras. Lots of drinking, brawling, vandalism, even public sex. In fact, a Christmas celebration, as they called it in New York City, in 1828, got so violent it led to the formation of the city's first professional police force. Now, around the same time, England's Queen Victoria, along with evangelical Protestants in New York, decided Christmas should be a shorter, more refined, more family-centric celebration. At the same time, Christmas trees, which were first popular in Germany, became a thing, decorated with ornaments and candles, with gifts piled underneath. Before that, greenery in the form of wreaths and garlands was popular, since in the midst of winter it symbolized eternal life, and that went back to Greek and Roman times. Also helping to invent our modern-day Christmas was Washington Irving, who wrote Rip Van Winkle and The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Irving also came up with a story that Columbus discovered the Earth was round, and he was also the inventor of Santa Claus, which he based on the Dutch St. Nicholas. But in 1822, the author Clement Clark Moore gave us the first definitive description of Santa Claus that we know today. His poem, written for his children, begins with the words, "'Twas the night before Christmas, when all through the house not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse." He turned St. Nicholas into jolly Santa Claus, a plump, sweet guy with a sleigh full of toys and eight flying reindeer. He also chose December 24th, Christmas Eve, as the night Santa brought toys to children by dropping down their chimneys and tucking presents into stockings hung on the mantel. 
He borrowed all of those traditions from various European legends. Now, funny enough, someone published the poem without telling him, and Moore claimed he was embarrassed by it. He didn't publish it under his own name until 1844, over 20 years later. Finally, in 1863, the political cartoonist Thomas Nast gave us the visual image of the Santa Claus we know today, although it wasn't until the 1880s somebody dressed him in a red suit. Nast, though, gave us his chubby cheeks and fluffy white beard with a twinkling smile. He drew Santa Claus arriving at a camp of Union soldiers in his sleigh, bringing a little joy to the guys during the heat of the Civil War. As Christmas began to commercialize, a store in Massachusetts introduced the first department store Santa in the 1880s, and soon every big store had one. By the 1930s, the Coca-Cola company refined Santa's look into just what we see today. As for other traditions, Christmas cards arrived in 1843, but didn't fully catch on until the beginning of the 20th century. And the Christmas carols we know and love today have only been around since the early to mid-1800s. Finally, one of our favorite traditions, eggnog, has a bit longer history, first appearing in medieval times, made with, get this, hot curdled milk and wine. Yuck! But it got really popular in America when colonists made it with eggs, cream, and rum. That's more like it. Even George Washington evolved the tradition with his own special recipe. In George's words, mix one quart cream, one quart milk, a dozen tablespoons of sugar, one pint brandy, one pint rye whiskey, one pint Jamaica rum, and one pint sherry, along with 12 eggs. Mix well, leave in a cool place, tasting frequently. Wow, George was a partier. That'd knock you out, right? So, despite 2,000 years of religious belief, the less religious Christmas, as we know it, is mostly less than 200 years old. We realize that traditions aren't carved in stone. We invent them. They're an outgrowth of what we need and what we feel. And that joy is what we pass on to the future. I'm Patty Steele. The Backstory is a production of iHeartMedia, Premier Networks, the Elvis Duran Group, and Steel Trap Productions. Our producer is Doug Fraser. Our writer, Jake Kushner. We have new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. Feel free to reach out to me with comments and even story suggestions on Instagram at RealPattySteele and on Facebook at Patty Steele. Thanks for listening to The Backstory with Patty Steele, the pieces of history you didn't know you needed to know. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's Better H-E-L-P. 
Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 